This episode of the podcast contains highly political opinions and depression. Listeners who may be sensitive to these elements, please take note. It's always used. It's always like, it's always, it is a cold open, I guess, because they're always on the spur of the moment. That's what it means. This is the spur pre-come up with the cold of open. the moment. Did you say pre-come up? Yeah, I did. Dude, dude, I'm going to pre-come up. <laughs> I think we just, head. I think we just found it. I think we found the cold open. This is Waiting for Seconds, an interview podcast where we meet people, ask them who they are, and why they are. I'm Malcolm Kelt, and I'm here with Shannon Miller. Uh, and today we'll be interviewing Jeremy Miller. Uh, please go ahead and introduce yourself, Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy Miller. I am Shannon Miller's uh, older brother, um, and I'm glad to be here on Waiting for Seconds. Well, it's good to have you. Tell us about your cat now. What is your bed, Ozzy? My you... cat. Uh, I picked him up at my first um, my first apartment. He was meowing right outside, and he was just a wee little kitten. And I, I walked around with him, trying to find people if maybe they just lost their cat out of a cat box. I don't know how you lose a kitten. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, didn't find anybody. And uh, now I am a cat person. Never thought I would. <laughs> He's a good cat, though. A cat person. He's a yeah. beautiful cat, that's for sure. Yeah, he's an orange tabby. I don't. Eh, he's one. He's like a. I don't know the uh, basic good cat to have. I mean, you know, simple's good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, I know this, so I'm going to bring it up because I think it's cool. Ozzy is named after Ozymandias, right? Yes. Uh, the comic book character from Watchmen. Yes. Mm. Um, which is also supposed to be a reference to some poetry. And I forget all the nuance to that, but the poetry was really, really good. And I instantly forgot about it and was like, ooh, comic book Watchmen. Very... Everyone's going to think, oh, Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, nah, man, it's Watchmen. Yeah, Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. Oh, Percy Shelley, yeah. It's a good poem. It's a very good poem. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Yeah, he's a, he's a beautiful cat. And, you know, this is the part where we'd usually say, like, now tell us how you met Shannon, but you met him uh, when he was born. I Those met Shannon... When I was a wee little lad, so small I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro's known me longer than I've known myself. Bro, he's Bro. right. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Which Just is so crazy, you know. though. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it's strange. Just uh, the other day, I was I was on the phone with um. Uh, this friend of mine, 
and we were looking at uh, our mom's, well, my mom's Facebook, and she has a bunch of like old photos mm. that are somehow like digitally uploaded, and they're really bad resolution. But there's there's photos of me at like my birthday, and there's photos of Shannon and Christmas. It was so strange because like I completely forgot that's what I looked like. <laughs> it was it was one of the most surreal things that had happened to me um, this past month, actually. Didn't you have a mullet growing up? It was like a weird bowl cut, yeah. It was like a yeah, bowl cut I'm glad I got rid of it though. Mullet. <laughs> I don't think I have the hairline to to support that kind of. Uh, who's that character from um, Despicable Me? Rue? Uh, like Victor, Victor something or other. Oh, he yeah. Says, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did not have his bad of a haircut, but it was up there. Jesus, I'm glad that was gone. I can't believe I did a clean take of that <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> this has gone off on a great start. I'm I'm really happy about this. Oh. Yeah, already getting into the the weird haircuts. Shit. I will just state for the record too that Shannon was always like the weird cabbage patch kid of the three of us. What do you and, mean? And everybody liked him because he was the cutest. I, oh. Yeah. But but what do you mean by cabbage patch? You know, like that derpy fucking smile and that round face. You were just like, hi, I'm happy to be here. Hi, it's me, cabbage patch. <laughs> the way you make that sound it sounds disgruntled. <laughs> like I'm tired of being in the fields. You know how hard I've worked? Oh, I've worked these fields my whole life. It's a lot right. of work just being happy here. Huh? He's, this, this cabbage won't grow itself. Cabbage won't grow itself. I've worked hard years in the field. Yeah. You know, I, uh, well, not, not, uh, we're kind of moving on from Cabbage Patch, but, um, talking about Malcolm, mm. I, I'm actually really appreciative that, like, you do this podcast with Shannon. I, I'm happy to do it. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah like, it, you know, it's weird, because I think I've known you for uh, five years now. That sounds I, about right. We met, we met him in, you and I both met him in 2018. We started playing uh, R6, Rainbow Six. No, oh. I did not play, well, okay, I played Rainbow Six on the Xbox One. I did not play it with Malcolm. Oh. Um, it was... I think that was like the same year you took a break from R6 and kind of never came back. I did. I met you through your brother, Austin. Right. We did who is, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we did. We knew each other before that because we were in. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, a server, a discord server together. Um, There was just some gaming server. I, I Austin don't... and I both happened to join, and he invited you to. Uh, was was that? It, was it Black Cat Gaming? No, no, that one was newer. Oh, what was that it? Was a um, good time. was it Austin's like? Uh... Oh man, you know that sounds va- vaguely familiar, but I could I could care less to tell you the truth. Fair I'm, enough. Yeah. I actually when it well okay like when I think of. Uh, my relationship with you, Malcolm, it was 
it's funny. It's like we had this stupid fucking like friendship villain arc, and then back to friendship, <laughs> and it was it was pretty fun. And I like I remember the good and the bad times. And it was, I don't know. I'm just really really glad that like I still have a relationship with you. I am too. And through this podcast, Aww. like we can still talk, you know, because we don't talk often. But when we do, I like I'm like yeah, good times. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Maybe we'll bring that up at some point in the future. But yeah, Jeremy and I had exactly uh, friends to enemies to friends relationship. And it was fun. It was great. Yeah. At our throats. It was it was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at <laughs> each other's throats for a good portion of it. It was just different kinds of different views. And there was just a lot of heat. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it was just very differing political views and both very strong political views. <laughs> yes, I... Yeah, it it was it was very um at some points it was very Twitter-esque. It was it was mm-hmm. kind of like n- stupid and there was some nuance to it that honestly didn't make sense or didn't matter. Yeah. And I'm glad like we didn't necessarily like overcome or talk about those topics. We kind of just were like fuck it, we're two different people and we just got along yeah. after that. I think we did have a period I I I want to say we had a period where we both kind of sat down and were like, okay, there were problems here. We had a whole fucking dozen arguments, but I don't care to argue with you anymore, and you don't care to argue with me anymore. So let's just be chill about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm, I, I know I didn't really express this like pre uh, podcast, but like, I'm like, I'm really glad to be here. I'm really glad you are. I'm, you know. I'm happy to have you here. Now I got both brothers on there. Yeah. Took you, the whole... took you long enough. I know. <laughs> you had them like, super early on, and then you, <laughs> you I, call to me. To be like, fair, oh, they do live in the same house. I, okay, good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did move out. There is there's some distance. There's one wall between the two of them, and a lot more than that between you two. There's a few hundred miles between you and I. Lots of dirt, lots of ag. Speaking of which, how do you like where you live? I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Yeah, that sucks. You know, it it it's only gotten bearable the this these past five months Mm. because I've actually like gone out and done things, and things have like. There's still like that level of stress, uh, just moving through life, adulting. But like, I've been more outgoing, and I've been trying to see more movies, trying to uh, just be with people and have fun and be friendly. Um, and it's actually it's a lot of the 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 trouble that I've had living here. It's just been, I don't know. There's there's some compensation there because I've met. Uh, Melanie, Mabel, uh, Nicole, like three cool women. I know that sounds. And... I I haven't. <laughs> You've met cool people. Ah yes, one of them owns a vintage store, and yeah. has a bunch of cool stuff and so much history. And you know, sometimes I just scratch my brain. I'm like, what What is this? And she was like, Oh, these are like hooks they used to grab blocks of ice back when they had you know ice in basements or some shit and it it's it would, it's, it would, it's yeah. like going back to school yeah yeah so i do i like it here 
only for the people. Mm -hmm. The people have been good to me, and they've helped me a lot through some struggles. But like the the geography, it's bad, man. It gets really hot, hot and humid. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. This summer, I'm sure has been a an absolute bitch. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we were just peaking hundreds just a few days ago. Oh, damn. God, I couldn't. Yeah. And I was on a roof. All <laughs> yeah. Those days. Yeah, you were saying that. <laughs> I was doing uh -huh. aluminum work, uh, working on this guy's um, eave and gutters and peaks and oh my gosh, using the aluminum brake, making sure we didn't. Yeah, it's a whole. It's that's just a whole thing. I don't even want to remember because I'm I'm still like half burnt right now. Mm. So you're yeah. layered. Quite. Quite. I'm like yeah. I'm like the American flag, just without the nice stars. <laughs> all the different colors, the reds, the whites, all on your skin. Mm -hmm. mm. Unfortunately, I actually wore um oh um <laughs> the, the the proper terminology are like uh, ranger panties. I had to wear the shortest shorts I've ever had my entire life on that roof, and it's still suck it was oh man you, like, oh because it was barely... hot yeah it was horrible <laughs> and i felt like like a... <laughs> piece of bacon <laughs> well when you look like a like a okay i'm not gonna say i look like a girl but you're just saying you don't want to say like you look like a girl but uh well i mean i do i look like a 15 year old like the way like girls dress nowadays like I don't know, like short shorts and t-shirts, and that's like literally all they wear. That's what I look like on a roof. And people were giving me strange looks. It's like, well, you come up here and you deal with, you know, unmatched power of the sun beating down on your back and calves and arms and stuff. It's just ouch. And you're working with aluminum foil too, and I'm sure that's 200 degrees. Uh, no, it was it was white. Hmm. So me personally, I had to wear sunglasses because oh yeah, we marked like anytime we marked anything on the aluminum uh, when we put it on the brake, which bends the aluminum in certain ways because it comes in a coiled like box thing. Uh -huh. Any anyway, uh, you couldn't see anything, and you were constantly blinded because you were looking at like not only it was just it was bad. I kind of want to move on from this conversation. Work sucks. I'm a contractor, by the way. Like, gotcha. I do. I do everything under the sun. Mm. Sometimes a little too long. <laughs> you crispy bacon boy. But That's Jeremy, that all sounds like with the heat. You're you're in a new place generally, and you you've been there what two years now. Mm-hmm. Coming but up on three, yeah. Dang, that just sounds like super duper anxiety inducing. How do you how do you manage it? How did how have you been handling things since you moved out or even before? Before you moved away. Um, some good, some bad. Uh, I don't know. It, it it's been stressful. I realized that I was sacrificing a lot of my social life um, mm. for work and 
any time I was really on the computer, it felt like I could have been doing something more. And that kind of mentality for the first year and, and yeah, basically the first year has just been a little hard to describe. It was just, it was, it was difficult. Uh, Cause you have like no solid foundation, no rock. Mm-hmm. I had my, um, my boss, which is my uncle. And, you know, he's, he's good as an instructor or as a teacher. If you really pay attention and you really apply yourself. Uh, and I struggled with that and not having a social life and no real support system for the longest time really didn't like, it didn't help. Coping was just like waking up in the morning. Just bare none. You get up, you put your clothes on, and you go in like sub zero temperatures or over 100 degree weather, and you get bird poop in your face, or you you just do like hard work. Um, but this, uh, the yeah, uh, this past year has been super, super enlightening as far as myself. I've been doing some online dating. Um, you know, and and that's something I, I learned. Uh, about like kind of going back about learning something about myself these past few years uh when you first start dating like really like taking life seriously like you really want to find a life partner mm-hmm. dating is like holding a mirror up to your behavior and it's super mm. super enlightening to know not only what you know about yourself but what you know about the other person and, you know, I thought for the longest time that it was basic high school level stuff. Like, oh, you guys meet and you hang out. Eventually, things happen, I guess. But, nah, dude, it's a lot more nuanced than that. And sometimes you don't like things about yourself. And, yeah. Sorry, what was the question again? I got a little lost. That's okay. It's how do, how do you manage your stress? Um people that was my answer uh i did well that's the answer i i kind of was rolling with people people have been really supportive mm. uh especially through some hard times and learning about yourself and yeah it's just i've had to really rethink my priorities on how i should view work yeah uh, people have made it easier for me because I can talk to those people and those people can talk to me and give me sound advice, entertainment, or mm. um, just like a wall to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. You know, like you ask him, okay, am I depressed or is my son just baking in the heat for too long? Or is my, my head baking in the sun? Sorry. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, but you take a step back from that work and examine yourself through the lens that others see you with. Understand right. yourself better, and then additionally, from that perspective, you can just take a minute and chill. Yeah, because a lot of them, well, I, I would hope a lot of them, you know, weren't, like, lying about what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if I asked them, okay, uh, what, what, what do you think about this going on in my life? Well, what, 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 what's your take? Oh, well, I mean, you can manage your finances better. Okay. Well, not a lot of people like to hear that, but that's certainly something they should know. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's the kind of thing I appreciate is that they're not they're not bothered by telling me the hard stuff. And that that typically sends people into like maybe a worse depression or like a worse social problems, but I kind of crave it. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of like con- constantly trying to seek what other people view about me, which sounds a little narcissistic. And I don't mean it to be. It's just like when you're trying to discover yourself and like what you like and what you don't like, having someone there talk through it is nice. It's like having therapy. Yeah. 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 Being able to reflect on oneself is made a lot easier by looking at oneself through another's eyes. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how I've been coping. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm hmm. Uh, well, I do have another question for you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is something that you found that you have struggled with more than other people? Whether that's schoolwork or um, self-reflection? Insecurity. Hmm, okay. Uh... I I have been struggling with a lot of insecurities. Um, just about everything that I do feels a little second guessed. I try okay. I try not to be like that manic over uh, my life, but um, especially meeting um, Mabel has really like uh, kind of like brought that out. Um, realizing that I have just crazy amounts of insecurities that I never really thought about that I never really like truly looked at. I just thought, eh, I was a little hesitant or, Oh, I guess I just didn't like it in the moment. No. Uh, talking to her about like all of my insecurities. I think I have, uh, like struggle with that. Like, I almost need validation or an attaboy to really like know that I'm doing something right, hmm. which is not, which is which is something I really don't want, but at the same time I kind of need. I don't know if that's like, I don't know where the psychology lies within that, or what kind of help that I really need from that, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's something I've. I guess been struggling with the most realizing that I have insecurities and then moving on from that. Because once you, once you know you have insecurities and you're like thinking fourth dimensionally, Marty, you kind of just, you almost triple guess yourself. You're like, okay, am I just being a total spaz? Mm. What is like, what is the real holdup here? Um, is, is this thing actually a problem? Is my brain just being weird? Is it right. something just somebody said kind of made me think like that? Or is right. it their body actions? Is it their looks? Uh-huh. Is it... Yeah. You know, I I think for the longest time, I didn't want to believe how bad it really was. Uh, but then after, like, like I said, doing some online dating, uh, finding Mabel, um, she was a real person that I could talk to about insecurities and <laughs> there'd be whole conversations surrounding that. And it was, I don't know. 
how do I explain that? She made it known to me that like that I even have the problem. Mm. Uh, she didn't say, "Oh, you just have a lot of insecurities." It was like it was just brought up, kind of like trickled through conversation. It was like, "Dude, you you don't need to overthink that. You can stop." And having someone tell you like, "Stop thinking that way. It's fine. Everything's fine." Just kind of makes you think more like okay if this keeps happening how bad is this really mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of what i've been uh struggling with i've been getting better about it though and i've been getting better about like n- not letting my insecurities totally rule my life that's good yeah that's, yeah. that's really good it, it it shows that you've accepted what your insecurities are right it's it, Right. It, the problem is like recognizing is this an insecurity? But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So with this, uh, these new found like insights, have you always been maybe pessimistic or maybe optimistic? Are you? I guess what I'm trying to say is, are you more optimistic now than you used to be? And if so, what would what did that look like when you were growing up, or what did what did that look like beforehand? That is a really good question. Um, I think it's almost like evened out. Like there was there there would always be something that kind of like balanced out. Uh the kind of like pessimism mm. uh because i don't know for me it was always all yeah it was always um capability like my capability to to figure out a problem or to comprehend and move on with my life and my pessimism and they've always been like in flux and typically like as i've grown up my capabilities have gotten better but my pessimism has also gotten kind of worse uh, a couple of years ago, even Malcolm can um, kind of attest to like maybe a, a change as far as like my conversational, um, um, like the, the the way I approached uh, political conversations. I don't do it anymore because I'm I'm not as political as politically charged as I was a couple of years ago. And um, I've just become more pessimistic. And ultimately, I don't believe most of the stuff that I even thought of back then. Like, I I, I had all kinds of opinions, but they just, uh, they've mellowed out. And once I kind of gotten my own personal, I guess, like, opinion on the, on the topic, I think I said that backwards. I think once I once I've gained more yeah once I've gained more knowledge on that I became more pessimistic and I just really didn't believe in the system and therefore it was not worth arguing about it wasn't there, there there wasn't really a good talking point anymore hmm. you can talk about the president today and I'll just roll my eyes and I'll say it's o- it's only going to get worse <laughs> doesn't matter who it who it is cuz yeah it's just that that's just my opinion. It's slowly kind of going to a more anarcho way of thinking, and I really don't like that. Because when people hear like anarchy, they they think of all kinds of like 
you know, violence and, and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I just want to have my little cottage on a Big, hill with yeah. my wife and two kids. And I just want to be left alone with uh, an entire array of weapons that are mine. That's, that's just me. That, that's like the core belief <laughs> no. at this point. It's that makes their, sense. Yeah. Like, I just want to be left alone on your property and mm-hmm. and nobody come and bother you unless you've got unless you're a friend. Right. Is that it's... just that you have like lost faith in the system that is running the country or is that that you've completely changed your viewpoint? Um Ooh, no, I I've been uh I don't know. I still kind of uh, have like a side, I guess. I uh-huh. I don't want to say that. I don't. Yeah. How should I say this? I still like believe in certain values and in certain um. Uh, I believe that there is a way of life that is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an individual. Nah, how, yeah, I'm saying that wrong. Where should I start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do. I have my own, I guess, like... I don't know. I believe people should live a certain way, and they're not, so... Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. Can you repeat the question? I think I had a lot more well-rounded. <laughs> That's all good. It. That's all good. Uh, I was effectively asking if you have like lost faith in the systems that you used to believe in, or if it's more like you have just changed your perspective on those systems and are a little bit less, maybe believe a little bit less in them, but still have some value. They still have value. Uh, yes and no. I think, I think yes. I think I have lost faith because mm-hmm. the system that. Uh, historically worked is now not the system anymore. Mm, The system that historically worked uh, and that was good and that was at the core of uh, most American values um, even to this day are not being held up. Uh, And even if you get a guy um, in office he is he is still playing in a system that is not at the core of american values hmm. so sure you can get people who who say oh yeah voting voting is how we change things it's like okay yeah sure but that's still the system that's still like this new system that you know sure you you can you can push a guy through but it doesn't mean you're going to get anything done there's there's no there's no merit to what anybody says anymore as far as like running for political office um, except for results. And that's ultimately what I personally look for is that, uh, you know, when you're in, what will you do? And if you do it, then that just means you mean what you say. It doesn't mean if I agree with it or not. It just, that's what I look for. Integrity. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If If somebody was elected to office and said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this uh, legislation about firearms, let's say. It's like, okay, well, does he do what he says? Does he mean what he says? Okay. Good, bad, or indifferent? I guess 
He's now with the system. Good. You know, I, I, just, I, f I find this answer very interesting because, uh, at least as Jeremy knows, and I think uh, a good portion of the audience probably might as well, uh, I consider myself very far left. And Jeremy, is it fair to say you consider yourself pretty far right? I'm, I'm, uh, I'd like to say conservative. Uh, I guess in today's political climate, I'm considered. Uh -huh. mm, yeah, uh, out there, on the right side, somewhere. We're, be... we're opposite ends of the scale, approximately. Yes. yes. Uh, I have a lot of those same. I agree with you on most of that. That, like, the system itself has failed and is no longer working the way that it needs to. And those who operate within the system cannot change it such that it actually will work. Because they are within the bounds of the system. Uh, I mean, I, I disagree with that. I think if somebody really, really wanted to, they could. But I have no faith in that unless they have results. If they can produce results of the change of the system, then, then there's something to believe in. Then I've gained faith back. Mm. Um, but it has to, in some ways, go backwards have to really streamline and in my opinion lots of people need to lose their job that's that's how you would change something like that system but but yes you are correct once you are a part of it there may be a slim chance you can but don't expect me to believe that you can right off the bat because you ran for election and got all this campaign money it's like okay mm. cool you're the new name on the block, and you'll go away in four years. See and those, those who profit from the system do not care for it to change. Hmm. No, they don't. So, yeah, I, which is I, it kind of funny that we <laughs> are so far apart and yet agree on this very fundamental piece. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, w I didn't want to get into too many specifics because I didn't want to bring up any real political charge between mm. us but i guess since you yeah you brought it so, up yeah i'm kind of surprised <laughs> that we're on the same level we're on the same like, page this is right. yeah correct because like for the past five years me and you would just bicker and <laughs> can i say bad words yeah fucking okay, say anything like, okay cool because i wasn't sure if i could say uh some some real nasty slang but yeah me and you have well, been bitching well, for five years and it's like now we've we finally like has some camaraderie in terms of how <laughs> we view the american uh system yeah i mean of course we're like looking for the opposite thing ultimately but yeah the system ain't working no ain't working not at all and the system wants to stay in place and that's not good no, no, not <laughs> not at all. I don't like <laughs> that one fucking bit. Not, but, but okay. See, but that goes back to uh, the pessimism question. Like, like you know, as I've gotten to know more about how life actually works and how adulting works, mm -hmm. my pessimism for how the electoral premise of this country works pessimistic i get and the more i almost get to a point of like uh what what, what like internal conflict hmm. uh like am i 
am I not being a good participant in this in this system because I have I've lost faith, or have I lost faith because I'm not participating? Hmm. And it's 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 a weird dichotomy being an adult and you know voting and what is it to be an American these days? It's very I mean yeah it's a little bit out of my hands. So yeah I'm I am I I don't know I'm I'm kind of pessimistic. I'll just answer that question that way. Well, there's nothing wrong with being in the in the middle if if you were or uh-huh. or yeah. Or if it feels better to say that like it fluctuates sometimes and maybe pessimistic in politics and optimistic in people. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that'll ever change. <laughs> No, politics and people will always be at the same level. Mm. Always. My opinion of either at this very moment is very, very like. I mean, Pe- I wouldn't I wouldn't say people like, as a whole, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just humanity and where we're going. I don't have faith in them either. Uh, well, that's fair. Yeah. On the on the topic of people, uh, mm-hmm. this might be kind of a broad question. But generally, do you believe people to be innately good or innately bad? Bad. Always bad. Why? I think we are beings, uh, and this 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 is coming from like a religious uh, mm-hmm. standpoint, um, or a more Judeo-Christian standpoint. But uh, humans are uh, cursed with being evil because we chose to be evil. Uh, But there are also moments of good. And sometimes in one individual's life, the good can outweigh the bad. But we are inherently bad people. It doesn't mean you go through your entire life being a bad person. It's just, I guess that's just how sin works. That people are are motivated by that sin and that, greed and selfishness and whatnot yeah and i'm i'm not above that either i know i have all kinds of wants and needs that um were just terrible um like one of those things being uh when i first started dating i was a real piece of shit Mm. and um eventually um i just i realized how soulless i was being and how much i didn't care and how much like i only viewed people as like a means to an end i realized you know it's not worth the validation you know you don't need i don't need to to lower myself uh just just to to i guess like feel good for a little bit you know, oh, we went to the movies. I get to feel good for a little bit. It's like, no. If I'm really not feeling it, I I need to be honest with myself, and I need to be honest <laughs> with the other person because their their time is invested in me, and I'm squandering. Um, and that 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 can be in all kinds of uh situations. But uh, to answer your question, um, yes, I think human beings are inherently evil, but we try to do good by each other <laughs> because we are people and we know what it's like to do. To, to be, um, I guess, like, uh, aggressed? Is that a real word? To, ha- to have aggression and, and violence 
towards that feels like towards a real us. word. Aggressed, yeah. Like, like to like, aggress, yeah. to aggress. Attack that sounds or like behave sense. aggressively. Yeah, right. Aggress. Like, right, like yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Google. Yeah, right, Google. <laughs> like, yeah, like we we know what it means to hurt somebody because somebody has hurt us. Huh. And and that's where the good should come from. It's like, okay, we know we don't like that, and we don't want to do that to other people. But at the same time, there are people who don't choose to recognize that. Like, they actively choose to harm other people. Would you say that, that a lot of a lot of uh, goodness in humans is motivated by former pain? That, like, mm-hmm. when we are doing something good, it is largely because we want to we have experienced the suffering of having someone do something bad to us and want to be better to others is that fair yeah i i believe that is the case i don't i mean maybe you can make the argument oh if a if a newborn child did some courtesy to to somebody else like that that was born out of like a primordial way of goodness it's like I don't agree with that. Uh, I think when, like, there's an innocence period, and it tapers off as we grow up, huh. because we realize the horrors of reality. Um, so yeah, there is there is no like true primordial like good. Uh, there there is a a selfish a selfishness like I don't know it it, it almost gets into a very like argumentative very evil like dark way of looking at humanity and i don't i honestly don't like really want to go into explaining that in this podcast i just yeah Yeah. for me personally i view everybody by just like politics by the results and i try to live my I, i try to live the best way i can by that um but at the same time i have biases and yeah. I like other people more than others, and I'm willing to tolerate other people more than others. And um, it, yeah, it, it's a, it's a thing. I don't, I honestly don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, that's kind of what I think. And I, I don't think it's fair to judge yourself by your biases. All people have biases, unless you're, mm. you know, you have reached enlightenment. Mm. And I'm going to be honest, none of us here are enlightened, so we all got our biases. Yes. I'm in, well, I'm enlightened, but not in the way we're talking about. I don't think you're enlightened. I'm learning new things about my brother. (laughs) You know, that's fair, that's fair. I am being enlightened. Um, Jeremy, do you think that that, maybe how I should phrase this, does that belief uh, come from your religious upbringing? It does and it doesn't. See, I didn't really pay attention to Christianity or or like my. Um, I didn't. I never really paid attention to that till like I was seventeen, eighteen, mm. and I and I grew up with it. Like I was, I was probably in it since I was like ten, nine years yeah. old. Um. Uh, no, most of that came from uh, my experiences with people. Huh. Uh, just the way I would act upon others, and just the way others would act upon me. That's how I really gained that that um, 
I don't want to say insight. See, like that was always happening. The, the that that kind of like those thoughts were always there of like, oh, this person is doing something mean to me. I'm gonna do it to other people, or I'm gonna not do it to other people. Like that was already always there. But then Christianity and religion really just streamlined that into a more um, almost like guidelines. Because then you can out, or actually more like outlines. And okay. Really, it really outlined just like yes, people are evil, X Y because X Y and Z. Um, but there's also good, and there's X Y and Z to that, and we should always strive to do good, and that that's, yeah. It it, it growing up and being an adult, you you realize that unless you're living in a serious bubble. You learn that people are evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I ultimately, uh, yeah, I think that is a, uh, ultimately to me, that feels like a reasonable but kind of tragic understanding of the world. Well, like, well I, I get where you're coming from that, like, you're right, people can be so shitty. But it feels like a shame to me that people have to be evil. Yeah, you know, I really don't like bringing this up, but this is a classic conversation or or, or classic example. But like, if you look at the way people treat each other in impoverished Mm -hmm. uh, or, um, I mean, by by first world standards, impoverished. Uh, areas you you can see the way they treat each other is mostly evil, a little bit of good. Uh, you you take um Romania after their civil war, you got like people who are starving, people who are like dying and being bombed. I mean, you can take Ukraine right now, and there's this like war, and there's almost like this stupid ethnic war for no reason. Um. But there, but there, anyway, like you can just look at humanity in one photo, and just understand that there is a majority of of evil. Uh, and being in a in a first world country, we are on serious rails for not doing evil to one another. And I don't know if that's like societally we are brought to that. Actually, no, I no, I I do know that's what it is, society. Tells us we we shouldn't be evil towards each other, and for the most part, uh, it's worked. Because you know you hear about some shooting and three people died, and they're they they were in your town. You you mourn them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at impoverished areas, there are people who are in shallow graves who will never be remembered. Uh, and it's just you know there are offenses that are done to children in those areas. Like it it's just. It's really, really sad. I don't mean to bring this podcast down. It's okay. Don't don't apologize. You're you're good. We are here to learn about your perspective of life. Mm-hmm. Well, see, this this is the more selfish way I personally look at it, and I'm not Jeff Bezos. I'm not Bill Gates. I don't have a ton of money to spend on resources to making the world a better place. Mm. Uh, in that, I should focus on myself and how I do good to other people. Hmm. That 
that is where real fulfillment comes in. You can't change what Joe Biden does. Can't change what Trump does. You can't change people. You can only change yourself. Uh, so to, to kind of wrap up and encompass like how I view humanity poorly, uh, how I view myself trying, and that's what matters most. If we're the all best... trying, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. This is it's you. Uh, if, if we're all trying to do good, um, then we're all trying to do good. Like it, it, it is what it is by that standard, which is dumb, stupid, and dumb. There. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately the best one can do is just to put the effort in and mm -hmm. and that's enough i mean it's all you can do unless yeah that makes a lot of um, sense um unless you can pull like that stan lee quote spider-man like with great power or in this case money. yes yeah in case you're unless you're a bill gates in which case you could be doing a little bit more with a lot of money comes great responsibility <laughs> I guess I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the wheelhouse of telling people what to do with their money, and I, I will never take that chance or that that stance, I should say. But uh, yeah. So I don't you know. I like. Yeah. Go ahead. You like. I'd I'd like to think I've uh, done good by people for the at least uh -huh. the past few months because I've learned a lot about myself. I just hope it keeps it that way. I don't want to be so downtrodden by societal or humanitarian problems that I lose my identity because I become so depressed and pessimistic with how humans want to behave. I'm 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 not exactly for any real outcome of somehow curbing that cuz that's just the way humanity is. There's no there's no all world genocide. There's no, you know, uh, stopping world hunger. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any real solution that can be committed to that'll change anything. But anyway, yeah. Uh, you mentioned your Christian upbringing. Yes. Uh, did that religious upbringing affect you in any any other ways than kind of like creating the outline for this belief system? Whether that's just, um, like, you met cool people in church, or, like, you spent a lot of time there? Yeah, um, um, kind of. It's, it's weird, because, uh, growing up, I became more and more depressed because of, um, uh, responsibilities I wasn't taking up, mm. and, uh, later in life, when I was... 17, 18, 19, I really, I was really seeking, like, a family outside of my own because my own was, like, falling apart. Mm. Hmm. And I did get that through one family at church, uh, the Ericsons. And uh, they have... They they have helped my opinion on humanity because they were such a wholesome family, and uh, I I know that like that that kind of like good thing is very fragile, but it really did a lot for my depression and really like made me feel loved and accepted. 
uh, not only for like my views, but um, I didn't I didn't uh, graduate high school. I didn't go to college. So uh, having some form of validation from that family saying, yes, Jeremy, you are smart. Yes, Jeremy, you are capable. It was very it was very nice. And it gave mm -hmm. me a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement that I didn't find uh, all that much in my biological family. Mm -hmm. uh but it was it was certainly helpful to that view of humanity that yes there are people out there that do good hmm. and have done right by me through church because i wouldn't have met them any other way i can it, guarantee that it means that that view never becomes a people are innately bad and can only be bad and makes it people are innately bad but can do good and can yes. be beautiful. Yes. And that that should be cherished. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a very important piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have um they have influenced my life uh in so many ways and have given me um in sometimes uh in well in hard times I should say they have given me the validation that I really needed to to truly recognize that the the things that I have forgotten about myself and they will bring it up and say no you have done this you can do more and they've always been encouraging this isn't like because in my my um I, I it's not like I have two families so I should say like um which is weird yeah in, in a way I kind of do it's like my family outside my family but anyway like at home uh, I was always told, you have done this much, Jeremy, that's good enough. And that didn't feel, that didn't feel right. And in some ways, actually, in a lot of ways, it stunted my growth as like a person. Um, oh, okay. So when I finally came across a family that was not only loving and accepting and encouraging, they said, look at all this stuff you've done. You can do better. You have the potential go out and do more because we know you can that's what that's what really like changed uh a lot of things for me uh the past like three four years hmm. they really they really have like bounced me off of that that plate and and made me like even though i i talk to them like rarely like maybe three times a month or something like my conversation with uh uh, Heidi and Wesley, like super good people, wonderful people that are struggling with their own problems, but at the same time, like they they are so willing to give and to just let other people know the truth about themselves. And it was <laughs> it was just it, super encouraging, super loving people. I could talk for hours just from like <laughs> one particular person in that entire family, but yeah. Yeah. They sound like amazing people. Very, very amazing people. Well, I'd love to, to ask one final question. Mm -hmm. uh, a big theme, overarching theme on the podcast is the conversation of nature versus nurture. And um, with our talk about how people are innately bad but are trying to be good, 
Do you think nature is more imper- important or nurture is more important in a person's growth? I think nurture. Why is that? Uh, because there will always be nature. Nurturing is what humanity needs as far as like um, teaching, tutelage, like um, creating better societies, creating uh, relationships. Because hmm. uh, people people think like you know nature as, as far as like environment. Um, kind of, not, 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 I don't mean like literal environment, like jungle. I mean, like the well, way this, people interact. This is your perspective, Jeremy. This doesn't involve other people's perspective of what these okay. two words mean. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, nurture because people need to be taught that, you know, if they look around them, they will see all kinds of horrible things, but we always need somebody there to tell us that we can do good things, better things, that there is a light in the dark. Nurturing oh. does that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That Though people may be evil and may be by nature bad, you can be better. And the yes. way you do that is by trying. Yes, and people need to be they need to be told that that it's it's not like a, a like a want or a desire um because you can desire to do good there is always like a desire somewhere even if you're a horrible human being there's a desire to like try to to better either your yourself or that could come from a selfish place but um and i guess that depends on like your morality scale but uh, that that's a different thing uh but having somebody on the out set somebody who isn't you tell you that there is good within you go and use it because all all you see around you is like it's just horrible it's it's almost like um humanity is almost like a firefly and sometimes we glow in the dark but there will always be the dark and that's how i personally view it from a more poetic standpoint i love that that that's very beautiful yeah well we really appreciate you uh taking some time out of your day to come hop on with us yeah glad to be here i truly learned things about you that i don't think i've ever heard just said outright and yeah i could almost cry right now like (laughs) i it was it was very well talked about and just who you are and how you think of people and how you've grown mm-hmm. and I, I just love it and it's yeah, just well, awesome I'm, I'm glad to be here i didn't really expect the this podcast to go this way i thought there'd be a little bit more funnies and I there's will... some funnies we had some funnies well yeah i, I know like okay I just <laughs> want everybody to know that i'm not like i'm not going through life like edgar Allan poe here like i do <laughs> have funnies. I've got funnies. Right, it's just, yeah, the uh, (laughs) conversation just went really dark. And yeah, anyway, (laughs) still glad to be here. Still glad to to share uh, what you might have not known about me, Shannon. I'm glad I was able to to talk with you about it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
thank you to Nadia Diaz for our podcast cover art. I feel like this all the housekeeping stuff is irrelevant at this moment, but <laughs> I got to do it. Um, yes, thank you to Nadia. She did our cover art. She's also done some side work for me uh, concerning art. Um, I like it. She made a character for D&D. Uh, my... oh, oh, that's right. Nadia did that. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, sorry. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> she does really fantastic art. She really does. She really it's a does. Shame, she like, oh man. Anyway, I I gotta find her on Instagram because like I've I've seen her stuff. Jeremy, you're the perfect segue man right now because <laughs> her Instagram is gonna be linked in the description. It is oh, at yeah, Arthead Cre- uh, uh, at Arthead Creations. No spaces, no capitals. Uh, and then also to uh, thank you to Jensen Crawl who made our intro and outro for the podcast. I want to say he's... I've I've been keeping up with him. He's in the UK right now, and it's very cool. Thank I don't you, know. Jensen. Yeah. Uh, check out his, his song called Knocking on Doors for his musical Tea Time that he's working on. Uh, you can find that on all sorts of places. You can find it even on here on Spotify, um, which is where I mainly go to. But you can also go to iTunes. Amazon Music, all sorts of places. Um, and then send up, send Malcolm and I some questions. Send it to our email. Uh, ask questions, maybe either personal to you or um, you just want to hear other guests talk about. And it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I, I think I've got one more. I, I'm doing, I'm coming back to YouTube. Go check it out. I, it's just fun gaming videos. Malcolm's in a couple of them. I am so, in a couple of them. And so you can hear us be a little more funnies and a little less interviewee. <laughs> but thank you to everybody. Uh, we will see you next time. Onless Jed. Onless Jed. <laughs>